do you ever feel like the closer you get to your goals, the further away you feel that pressure builds up and then you start to do something that derails you and and sooner or later the self-sabotage happens this is all about self-sabotage how to make sure it doesn't happen how to identify when it does and my solutions to fixing it once and for all Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHayes. I'm obsessed with all things fitness and business. I left my career as a TV reporter after 10 years to start my own fitness coaching company. I was so tired of seeing people struggle with disordered eating and misguided weight loss information. Think of this as your one-stop shop for training, nutrition, and success while navigating through life. Grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and get ready to learn and laugh. Again, welcome to the Taylor Living Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. What's up, guys? Want to talk today about something that I am just noticing as we are kind of all going back to life is this self-sabotaging um, mentality and I've noticed it with certain clients and I have you know caught myself in very similar situations so you know if you're somebody that feels like you are holding yourself back and there's not really any reason that you're not progressing um, that's what this is all about so I do want to stop and say I am currently drinking some really good coffee right now I'm gonna take a drink hold on mm-hmm I had to remind myself that it was good okay so listen y'all don't sleep on all these, okay? Do not. I literally go there for several things. Number one, egg whites, okay? You're going to get them for literally $1.98 for a carton, okay? No one can fight me on that. You're not going to find them cheaper. I also got 99 lean turkey. You have to go when they first open, okay? Otherwise, you're not going to find it. For $2.98 a pound. And finally, I found this amazing butterscotch toffee coffee for I don't know how much it was but probably not very many doll hairs um anyway side note because you guys <laughs> oh, you guys know I've got I gotta give you the life tips too okay <clears throat> clearly I am choked up all right y'all back to what we're talking about today self-sabotaging I am clearly self-sabotaging this podcast um use it in a sentence right I'm just kidding all right, so I want to, you know, I am a fitness coach, right? So I'm going to talk about fitness related, but I just want you to know that self-sabotaging can happen during any, any big goal that you are accomplishing. And it usually starts to happen the closer you get to that goal. All right, so I recently posted about this on Instagram and I got a lot of questions from it. And so I thought, you know, I should probably record something on that topic. So what is self-sabotage, right? Because nobody is intentionally going out and saying, oh, I'm crushing it at this goal. Let me just fuck myself over. Like that's not practical, right? We don't think like that. So usually self-sabotage is unintentional, but it's pretty much any behavior that gets in the way of your goals that could be considered sabotaging, right? And it's usually a bad habit that you're working hard to break resurfacing, okay? Like something that you haven't really nipped in the butt, um, something that is triggered by what you are doing, whatever it happens to be. Um, one one thing that I can think of that's unfitness really, un, non-fit, non-fitness related, let, let's go with that. One thing that is non-fitness related, I can't speak today, very sorry, you guys know, my voice is, we just don't know what we get sometimes, you know? Anyway, um, Let's talk about relationships really fast. 
like for two seconds, okay? I have known certain individuals in the past. I um, will not use names, but when things are going really well, relationship is going great, that person kind of freaks out. Oh my God, did I overcommit myself? And they start doing things that are self-sabotaging to the relationship, like convincing themselves they are not worthy of being loved. They are not worthy of having that relationship. Thus, the relationship explodes and a breakup or something happens, right? That is a prime example of self-sabotaging in a relationship aspect. Um, or maybe somebody has a history of, you know, I don't know, physical abuse or commitment issues or something like that. They get into a relationship that's very healthy and they're like, oh my God, this is, this is too good to be true. Um, so they do something to fuck it up, whether that be they cheat on their spouse, even though they didn't want to, but, but it's easier it's easier to self-sabotage than be in something that in their head is too good to be true. If you can't relate, um, you know, I, I get it, but I will say that's a, that's a way that it happens in, in relationships. So let's talk about fitness for a second. So I want to talk about dieting. Um, this is when I see it happen the most with my clients. So the majority of my clients come to me they have never done a successful diet, okay? Meaning they have a history of yo-yo dieting, they have a history of doing these stupid Herbalife cleanses. Um, I would say no offense to Herbalife, but I mean full offense to Herbalife. If you have not watched the Brian Ross ABC investigation on why Herbalife is shitty, please go do that because I still can't. I don't understand how they are still even around, but I digress. Um, we are really on tangents today, guys. I am really self-sabotaging this podcast. I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, if you are somebody that's done, you know, diets and you've never done a full dieting phase and, and if you've worked with me or you followed me for a while, you know that a dieting phase is, is going to be anywhere from two to four months. Um, and that's usually about how long they are, right? The, the longer you're doing it can depend on either weight loss goals or just your body's response time. Some people respond a lot faster to calorie deficits than others, so it just depends. But usually, if it's somebody's first time dieting, um, I don't start them on a diet until they are able to adhere to their protocol just in everyday life, right? So if somebody is like struggling to eat enough protein or struggling with binge eating or struggling with just anything like that, stress, food anxiety, I'm not going to put them on a diet, right? Because if you take a binge eater and you restrict their calories, they are going to want to binge, right? It's like a triggering effect. So, <clears throat> If I, you know, I get some client and they are begging me to diet, they just really want to diet. Um, I, I always make sure that we can succeed during a reverse diet for, for a little while. Um, and when I say a little while, I pretty much don't reverse diet anybody any less than about eight weeks, if not more. Again, many women come to me and men come to me severely under eating. So if you're severely under eating, it's going to take us time to build calories, build those healthy habits, things like that. So Diet starts, calories are reduced, things are going well, things are going well, things are going well, weight's moving, things are going well. And then you get to that point, that point where it gets hard. It starts to get hard. You start to get hungry. You realize that meal timing is, is really important. 
you realize that certain foods you were loving before no longer fit your macros, right? And you start to have to make a choice between, um, you know, just not, not so much of the whole, well, this fits my macros, I'll eat it, but you start to go for whole foods, maybe foods that are less satiating um, or more palatable rather, right? So that pre-workout Pop-Tart no longer fits in your macros. Your two pieces of toast for breakfast is now one piece of toast. And if any of you guys have done a prep, sometimes you don't get toast. <laughs> you don't get oatmeal anymore. Sometimes all your carbs are veggies. And let me tell you guys, that is, that's tricky. It's tricky <clears throat> because food is a source of joy. It is. Yes, we eat for fuel, but food is, is fun, right? We like going out to eat. We like fun foods. We like to eat what tastes good, okay? So um, once those calories start to reduce and maybe it's, you know, you eat your last meal at 7 and 8.30, 9 o'clock rolls around and you're really hungry and you've thought to yourself, you know, I've been doing really well on this diet. And then you have one of those fuck it moments. You're by yourself, no one can see you. So you're like, I'm just gonna get a handful of popcorn. I'm just gonna have one, one mini Snickers. I'm just gonna have one spoonful of peanut butter, right? That's really not that big of a deal. And then eh, one spoonful turns into four and then one handful turns into three. And then you're like, shit, I blew my macros by like 400, 500 calories, maybe more. Who knows what you have in your pantry? And then you go to bed, you feel like trash, you feel like you failed. And then the next day, you're like, well, I already screwed up. And then you weigh yourself because you like want to torture yourself. So you, <laughs> if any of you guys can relate, you know, you wake up, you know you didn't do anything great. And maybe your scale's up a little bit because you overate a little bit. So you had more carbs in your system. There's some water retention, the scale's up. Then you just tell yourself, I have totally screwed up so then the next day you're like I'm gonna restrict myself I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna eat anything I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait it off I'm gonna go work out I'm gonna do ex some extra ca uh, extra cardio even though your coach has told you don't ever do that <laughs> I'm coughing coughing because I totally am the coach who's like please do not do anything more um, but anyway that leads to more restricting which leads you to binge again okay so then you're in this like horrible cycle of binging and restricting and it might take you two or three days to shake it off right I'm not saying that it's the end-all be-all but for some people that will shake you now the same thing can happen for prep clients if you are somebody that's done a show who you know what I'm talking about so you know this one time I uh, my first prep really hungry guys I was real hungry I don't know if this is self-sabotaging because I pretty much caught it very very quickly um, but I somebody brought a cake to work and if you guys know me your girl loves cake I love cake okay ice creams whatever give me cake Ooh, I'm happy somebody brought in a cake and it was a nice nice I think it was a I think it was a lemon cake okay Homemade too. Whew. Had some buttercream on there. I waited until everybody was out of the break room. It was a high carb day, but by high carb on prep, I'm not talking about very high. I was like, what if I just have a spoonful of that frosting? Just, just a little spoonful of that frosting. Well, I had a spoonful of that frosting. That spoonful turned into mm, more, more like multiple spoonfuls. I'll save the details. 
And long story short, I went home and I had egg whites for dinner and I was pissed at myself, okay? Now, fortunately, I caught myself, and I will say it was my first prep. Nobody diets 100%. Nobody preps 100%. So, you guys, if you have a mess, like a mess up, you go over your macros one day and it's in control, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the downward spiral where you convince yourself that you fucked it up and you just keep fucking up because it's easier to fuck it up than it is to get back on track because you're worried about succeeding. Some people stress themselves out to the point where a goal they've always wanted seems so unattainable that they freak themselves out, okay? They freak themselves out by looking on Instagram and finding another competitor who is further along, who is doing better, who is eating more and leaner at the same time, or another friend. Maybe you have a friend that, that's lost a ton of weight and they're crushing it, and you're like, why is this not me? It's never going to be me. And then that goal of being leaner or losing several to however many pounds starts to just seem so unrealistic that you feel so defeated that you quit altogether, right? That is self-sabotage. So if you can relate, just know that you're not alone, but I want to talk about ways to prevent self-sabotage, okay? So the first thing that I want to talk about is making very slow changes, okay? So contrary to what some people will say, If you are in the middle of multiple big life changes, like moving, starting a new job, that is actually a great time to start new habits because you don't have any association to anything, right? For example, I was in the middle of prep when I moved from Texas to Cleveland. Um, It would be very easy for somebody to say, eh, I'm moving across the country. I don't really feel like competing. There's so much going on in my life. I don't want to think about it. But to me, you know, it's a new gym. It's a new lifestyle. It's already a new realm for me anyway. I I had never competed before. So for me, I was like, well, shit, everything else is new. I may as well keep this going too, right? So that can be a really great time to make those big changes. However, if you are somebody right now that your life is pretty normal, you may make it to the gym two or three times a week, I want you to make the effort to go either three times forever, four times forever, five times forever, but don't go from never going to the gym to like five days a week, okay? Go from not going to the gym to like two or three times or going to the gym three times to four times a week, right? Whatever you can keep up. If you have a goal of losing 100 pounds, that's great. Let's start with the first 10 or the first 15. Because if you are coupling more movement with weight loss, new habits, all of these things, that's a lot to take in. The next solve, and I've talked about this already, and I do have a podcast on this as well, but stopping the comparisons. Your journey is between you and your coach, if you have one. Enjoy the process and understand that results are going to come gradually over time. Gradually, guys. Everybody wants to lose weight now. Everybody wants to find that fitspo girl to follow to motivate them. But sometimes that comparison will lead to you feeling disappointed, out of place, unfit, um, not worthy. And, And if you have those feelings, again, I do have a podcast on strictly social media comparisons. I encourage you to go listen to that. But 
you want to understand that results are going to take time. The longer it takes you to lose weight, the more sustainable it is. Remember, we shouldn't be doing the same cleanse three times a year because you love it so much. If you're doing the same damn cleanse three times a year, it's not fucking working. Like, God, yes, very passionate about that. Again, don't do an herbal life three-day cleanse. Okay, um... Cool. God, God, I'm really glad I'm like pushing that several times in this podcast. Okay. Now here's one that I think you really have to understand. I want you to embrace the challenge. Okay. Understand that it is very different to identify a goal than it is to execute the goal. For example, I'm going to use competition prep because really I'm in that right now. Being stage lean, okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about, stage lean is like lean, okay? It is unnaturally lean. It is unhealthy to be there for a long period of time. It is not sustainable. That is why there is one freaking day for a show, okay? You diet, 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 diet. You do this show and then you reverse diet because you need food again. You need to fuel your body, okay? I am gonna be so honest with you guys. When you are stage lean, you are hungry, you are tired, you don't wanna have sex with anybody. You just wanna sleep and nap and just like you are counting down meals, you are doing so much cardio, you are fatigued. It sits down to, it. Or I can't speak, it hurts to sit down because your glutes are so lean. If that sounds like fun, well, I mean, you know, I'm not saying I don't love competing, I'm just saying you're only that lean for a few weeks max, right? Um, but you have to embrace some of those things, okay? So if you're somebody who is already pretty lean and you wanna get leaner, or if you're somebody that has the weight loss goal of you know, 100 pounds or something, you have to understand that that personal transformation is going to take emotional and physical change too, right? So yes, you're gonna be losing weight, but be prepared to say, no to pizza on Fridays. Be prepared to say no to a drink out. Be prepared to have your coworkers be like, oh, are you eating salad again? Because, oh my goodness, you guys, I don't know why coworkers like to do this. I've never once been like, oh, hey, Dan, are you eating that burger again? Like, you know what I'm saying? But for whatever reason, if you are the person that brings a healthy lunch or breakfast to work, everybody has to make a comment. So don't fear success because of how that will turn out, right? Um, sometimes, you know, I just, I feel like people are prepared to work hard, but they're hoping that it's going to be kind of easy because right now it's easy to maintain whatever state you're in, right? You're probably not gaining weight, but you've, you've found yourself in a place that you're not happy with, Okay. And I am not talking about body dysmorphia, eating disorders, any of that. I am just talking about somebody that wants to lose weight to be healthier overall or somebody that wants to gain muscle to be healthier overall. Um, The same goes both ways. I get men that come to me that want to bulk. They want to build muscle and they want to build muscle and hopefully not gain 
too much body fat in the process, right? Which is doable, but you have to eat food every single day. You can't some days eat the calories and then some days screw it up, right? You have to be consistent. That is how change happens. You don't commit for seven days and that's how, you know, a lifetime of change is made. Like you have to commit for a long time. So finally, I want to talk about never fearing success. So this might be the weirdest one to say, but so many people can be afraid and they may not know it of how their weight loss is going to impact their relationships or bring on unnecessary comments. Um, this is something that could be for another podcast, but somebody who competes, I'll use myself as an example. When I start to get very lean, a lot of people start to see that and they start to make comments and they start to ask me, when is my show? How are you feeling? And then that becomes, that becomes your identity, right? You're like, oh my God, I'm the girl that competes. I have to maintain this. And then what happens in three months when you're done competing? You're no longer super lean. Nobody is telling you you look amazing anymore. Nobody is telling you that, you know, you're like, oh my God, I, I just wish I could do what you do. And, and again, I don't compete for those comments, but they come and, and they're totally an ego boost, right? Like they're amazing. I love when I'm lean enough to wear like booty shorts to the gym and feel badass, right? Like that's, that's some of the perks of prepping. Um, but I will say, you know, sometimes women don't want those comments. They don't want anyone to say like, wow, you look great. Or if you hear, wow, you look great, then they're like, oh shit, I got to keep it up. I got to keep it up. I got to keep it up. And then there's that pressure. Um, or perhaps you have a spouse or partner or whoever, and maybe they're not very into fitness. So maybe your Sunday morning routine of waking up, slothing on the couch and having a lazy day is now your best time to go to the gym. And now your partner is making you feel guilty for going to the gym, right? That is totally a thing. Um, so again, you guys, it's not always obvious when self-sabotage is happening, but always keep yourself in check by discussing sticking points with your friends or your partner and just being open and honest when you hit a plateau mentally. So I hope this helped you. Um, I always wanna make sure that you guys are well-equipped with everything to succeed mentally, physically. So if you need anything, you guys know where to find me on Instagram at TaylorFit. You guys can send me an email to trainwithtaylor at gmail.com and I will see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Tailored Living Podcast. If you're looking for any nutrition, coaching, programming, or a combination, head over to tailoredtraining.com. You can always send me an email at trainwithtaylor at gmail.com. And of course, follow me on Instagram at taylorfit.